0: Man, hallelujah! How's everybody doing? Good, Kia ora. Kia ora. Connect Fano. Good to gather together in the house. I've got a much better job, Kyle. Happy birthday! He sang in the other service, completely out of tune. He, you were going a little bit off near the end, but but not too not too bad. Natalie, we love you. You're awesome. She's actually the reason we're singing. We don't sing. Birthdays that she's, I know she doesn't want to tell, but I'm telling you anyway, she's 40 years old, so it's a special, special day. How many know life begins at 40? Come on, yeah, yeah, come on. So she doesn't look a day over 22, I'm just saying, right there. So A lucky score there, Mason, right? Absolutely. So, um, hey, just an update, just an update, you beautiful people, um, of our building that's um, meant to be coming out the back there. So we've got our new kids' building, uh, which is actually finished. It's in finished, Um, but it's in Auckland. And so it's kind of stuck in uh, Auckland. I believe something's happening up there. I don't know why, but but it's in Auckland. It's stuck. And of course, it was could have come down this week, but they don't let big buildings travel on uh, busy holidays when people in traffic needs to get through. The last thing you want is to be sitting behind this slow-moving Connect Church uh, building uh, on the road down. So we're hoping by the first week of November, the building... Will be here, brand new, ready to go, which will be exciting, and that's cool. But we need your prayer because we can't sign off for the building until we have a deck. Now we've got all the deck timber, we've got it all. We two months ago we gave twenty grand to uh, the builder to get whoever the wood people are. But I want to tell you, we pray for lots of things in the church. We pray for healing. We pray for. But I need you to pray for Joyce, not Joyce Joy. If you are Joyce, God bless you. But Joyce, we need Joyce to put the deck on, and there's no Joyce in New Zealand, apparently. So so we need, in the name of Jesus, give us some Joyce, can I, just in, in your prayer time, um, just uh, I encourage you to do for that. But that building should be here in a week or a couple of weeks, and look forward to seeing it there, providing there's no change. It actually takes a week to come down from Auckland. That's how long, uh, long it takes. So uh, uh, as long as there's no changes or uh, levels and stuff, hopefully it'll be here soon. How are you doing? Good. Doing all right? Yeah. Crazy couple of weeks, right? Crazy. Crazy couple of weeks. And just so I'm just, just checking. If you're not doing all right, let us know. Yeah. We'll help you out. You know, unless I'm not doing all right. I mean, it's just, I have a, you know, we all have our moments, right? So, so, so again, if you're not doing the right talk, don't, don't go, oh man, I don't know what to do. If you're not doing all right, just, just, it's a good time uh, to talk. Because the reality is there is so much that's happened, so much that is happening, and so much that's going to happen. And so we have to uh, stick together on uh, this. And I think about the last couple of weeks, it's been crazy. I mean, we've ended the elimination process it's just gone. It's just not going to uh, happen. And, and so we've got to, uh, again, face the fact. And I just want to uh, tell you today, and we've got we've to face the reality that COVID is coming. And it's going to come through, uh, uh, through the nation. But, but, but can I tell you, do not fear. Yeah. Do not fear. Do not fear. Uh, again, it's, 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 it's very important that you understand. And I also want you to know that we as a church, I don't know whether you've noticed today that you're sitting in business class. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been an extension. It's going to be really hard to go back to economy, I'm just telling you, uh, in the days. But you're, you're, you're traveling business class right now, so we've got a lot more chairs in here, a lot more space and stuff. So there'll be things. We'll be meeting with health professionals and trying to, uh, um, uh, again, look at what we can do, how we can uh, be better, um, I guess, informed and, and thoughtful around these kind of environments. And so especially in the days ahead, as, as, as COVID will come, well, we need to make sure that we are being as safe as possible possible and as responsible as leaders uh, as possible. And so I want you to know that that is a concern uh, for us and not something we're just taking uh, taking lightly, but you know, you're always already seeing the rise in case numbers, you're seeing uh vaccine certificates and all of that, and the new traffic light system. How's that? How's that? I mean, I have enough trouble with normal traffic lights. Come on, somebody, it's like, oh man, no green, no orange, whatever. I mean, it's just like, you know, so all of this is coming, we're still gonna figure it out. Uh, the prime minister said it's simple, it's not simple, it's just it's just crazy complicated. And so, so again, for an environment like this, we're gonna have to figure this. Out. And I want you to know, so I'm just being very cautious on the comments, because I, I, I'm have i not jumping, I'm not even, I, listen, i just got to be careful. I've said to you a couple of weeks ago, you know, leading a movement of churches, I'm not just leading a church, but a movement with 10,000 people in it. And here's the thing, everyone has an opinion, and here's what I know. Okay, if you, if you have two people, you got three opinions. Come on, how many know that? I mean, it's just like everyone. So I've just got to manage and negotiate that. But I want to tell you, with, with things like the certificates and the, the mandates and all that. Mandates, man, man, mandates, mandates. What could it be woman dates? No, manda, mandates, oh, yeah. mandates, mandates. I mean, I, I posted something on there because I just feel it. Listen, I, I, I feel that I, 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 you know, if you read my post, you know what I... Think about mandates. And I just want you to also uh, understand, let's get the elephant out of the room. Because I said, you know, I don't like mandates, but and I'm not handy vax. And, you know, like, people are going, yeah, I bet you are. Someone called me an anarchist. Someone called me an anarchist. And I was like, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I've never been called that as a pastor before, you anarchist. But listen, I want to share, let's get the elephant out of the room. Because I was wasn't wanting to do it, because I don't want to preach people. But I, I, you need to understand when I say, man, I, I've had the vaccine. Okay, I, I've, had, I've, I, I've had it. I'm not anti-vax, but I am anti mandate I am uh, against forcing people to do things. That I don't think they should. So, so I want you to understand that's where I am uh, uh, coming from. But understand leaders all over the country. This week I'm on a Zoom with national leaders from all over the church. As we talk about this traffic light and what does it look like for the church. And, uh, uh, you, you, know, and, you know, all the issues um, uh, uh, around that. Just know that is, that's going on. So, so if you want to pray, pray for Joyce and pray for Adam and Anita. Uh, please just help us out as we try and uh, lead uh, through, through this. You know, Tush Severs, she put on a, a post <laughs> that I think captures the mood uh, within, the, uh, within the nation. And it goes like this, and I'm going to read it. I've changed it uh, a, a, little, a, a little bit because I needed to. But it says this. I'm going to say it. I am so sick of the energy invested in talking about COVID, masks, vaccines, conspiracy theories, agendas, politics, who's right and who's wrong. And I get, uh, I get it, I'm feeling it too, better than some, worse than others. I want to laugh at stupid jokes. It's like, once again, I, I wanna laugh at stupid jokes and talk about great adventures. Tell me some crazy stories from your life so far. Tell me something you've seen that has awed you. Tell me how your kids are, your dreams, your hopes, your plans. What's inspired you lately? Yeah. Signed, pandemic fatigue. Yeah. Can anybody identify with that? Can anyone identify with that kind of buzz in the place? You know, I began the year by talking about who God is. Yeah. And as the year draws to a close, can you believe it? How fast has they gone? But as the year draws to a close, I need to remind you of that again. I want to remind you that with all in the world that's changing, God does not. With all in the world that's changing, God does not. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, For I am the Lord, he says. For I am the Lord, I change not. So your world may change, your circumstance might change, your financial position may change, your relationship status may change. There may be many things that may change. Your, 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 your Like I said, your job may be changing, all kinds of things. There, there are many things that are changing. But whatever change has happened, is happening, is gonna happen, know that in the midst of it all, God changes not good place to say amen right there. He does not change. The God of the Bible, your Bible, and my Bible's the same as your Bible, the God of the Bible changes not. And so in this COVID, crazy, ever-changing world, I want to encourage you that you can trust in an unchanging God. You know, as Carl, we prayed for new life before. New life was started more than 50 Fifty years ago, by a couple named Peter and Ann Morrow. Peter went to be with the Lord um, some years ago, and but Ann, his wife, is still alive. She's one of the great uh, uh, saints of New Zealand and and voices uh, of uh, just just prayer in the nation. Powerful, powerful. If you've ever met her, you'll know she's a powerful uh, woman of God. And so, uh, again, we have the privilege of leading that me movement right now. But Anne wrote to us this week. She's going in for an operation, and she's 82 now. She's 82. So she's going in for an operation, and she wrote to us to, to say thank you, because there's a movement for um, well, quite a while now. We've been uh, paying her medical insurance, which has allowed her to get this operation that she needs. And so she wrote to say, oh, hey, I need this operation, and thank you so much. That's really helped. And then she finished her... Uh, letter by saying this, I watch with intense interest the days and times we are walking in. Thankfully, the battle is the Lord's. Can I hear an amen on that one? Thankfully, the battle is the Lord. And then she signed off. People sign, I don't know how you sign off your letter sometimes, but people go yours faithfully, yours sincerely, or in Christ, or much aroha, or whatever, there's always, that she signed in a way that I've never seen anybody sign before. And this is how she signed off the letter. She said this, in his grip and his love. In his grip and his love. I want you to know today. Oh, I can feel the Holy Ghost on that one. I want you to know today that you are in his grip. Oh, not only are you in his love, you are in his grip. In other words, God's got you. He's got you. You might feel, you might be nervous. You might be, I don't know what's happening, but I want you to know you're in his grip. He's got you. Awesome. You're in his grip. See, listen, our security, your security, our security as believers is not found in the absence of danger. We're going safety mad. Our, our security is not found in the absence of danger, but, but in the presence of God. That's right, yes. Yes. That's right, yes. No matter what the danger. Yeah, yeah. It's good. You know, someone said, they are well kept whom God keeps. Yeah. Well, I'll say that again. It's too good. They are well kept whom God keeps. To the middle. They are well kept, Tara, whom God keeps. He's keeping you. You're in His grip. He's got you. The great. See, here's what you've got to understand you're in His grip, and He doesn't get tired. And he won't let go. And the strength doesn't doesn't get sapped. He's not going, oh, man, I've been holding on for too long. No, no, listen, listen, here's what the Bible says, Psalm 121. He who watches over you neither slumbers nor sleeps. So when you get tired and you go, I can't do it anymore. And when you get stressed out and when the anxiety's overwhelming you. And you go, I can't hold on. He's like, I got you. You're in my grip. I'm not tired. I'm not weary. I'm not getting sad. My strength, you're in my grip. He's got you. You can't wear him down. Oh man, I'm moaning all the time. I'm, I'm crying out to him. You can't wear him down. He's not going off. for goodness sake. Huffing up, snowflake. No, you cannot wear him down. You might not be able to hold on, but he's got you. You are in his grip. The preacher, the great preacher, known as the Prince of Preachers, Charles Spurgeon, he put it this way, everyone who is of God has omnipotence as his guardian. Everyone who is of God has omnipotence as his guardian. What does omnipotence mean? It means all-powerful. Listen, if you are in God, understand you have the all-powerful Alpha and Omega, King of kings, Lord of lords, the everlasting God. You have him as your guardian. and He's got you in his grip. I love how the hymn writers of all bring this to life with their, with their words. A sovereign protector I have, unseen yet forever at hand, unchangeably faithful to save, almighty to rule and command. He smiles and my comforts abound. His grace as the dew shall descend. And the walls of salvation surround the soul he delights to defend. Should storms of sevenfold thunder roll and shake the globe from pole to pole. No flaming bolt could daunt my face for Jesus is my hiding place. Remember today that the God of the Bible is not the great I was. He is the great I am. He is the great I am. And so when you're saying, in your stress and in your worry and in your cares, when you're saying, I can't hold it, together anymore he says i am yeah. oh i can't i can't hold it together anymore i am yeah. i feel like i'm going on to help me i am yeah. Yeah. i feel like nobody's listening to me i am right. is anybody is anybody gonna help me through all this crazy covid stuff i am Can I exhort you, my brothers, my sisters? Can I exhort you, my fellow believers? Can I exhort you with Hebrews 12, verse two, that tells us, it says, let us. I don't know what other people are gonna do. I don't know what other people are gonna think. I don't know what other people are saying, but let us, let us in this house of God. Let us as believers, let us fix your eyes. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. I don't know what you've been fixing your eyes on. But the writer of Hebrews encourages us and exhorts us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of what? Of our faith. Because listen, it goes on in 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 the chapter before, just the previous chapter. It tells us, here's why faith is important, because without faith, it is impossible impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I want you to understand when I'm reading that out, I'm not saying God's gonna take away all your problems, all your pain, all your pressure. Just have faith and God will reward you. That's not what this verse is saying. It's not teaching that. See the and you said, well, how do you know that, Pastor? I, I know it from the context of Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 is a chapter of trials, tribulation, pain, and persecution. I want to encourage you to read it. If you're here today, God, man, you don't know how tough my life is. I want to tell you, read Hebrews chapter 11. You, at the end of it, you'll go, my life is awesome. My life is amazing. But see, the writer of Hebrews 11 is exhorting us in our pressure, in our pain, to, to what? To not lose sight of what's truly important. And as a nation, as COVID sweeps through, and it will, fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't lose sight of what's truly important. Hebrews chapter 11 is by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. And so all of this and saying that leads on to chapter chapter 12. It follows immediately onward and says, we're surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses who by faith moved and did amazing things. Some suffered, some had difficulties, but but they, they knew God. They fixed their eyes on him. Which is why Hebrews 12, it tells us, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Leading into Hebrews 13, verse eight, where it says Jesus Christ. Why can we, should we fix our eyes on him? Because Hebrews 13, verse eight, the following chapter tells us, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I think we need to do a little praise break right there. Come on, let's give him some honor and give him some praise. You know, I began this year and started today with Malachi chapter three, verse six. For I am the Lord and I change not. For I am the Lord and I change not. Change not. You know, the thing about the book of Malachi, of course, it's the last book of the Old Testament. And it's an important verse to grab hold of because I understand the very next, if you turn your page in your Bible, and I've preached on this, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I I reminded us that we, we have two blank pages, and these two blank pages represent 400 years where God is silent. And so when God is silent and maybe you're feeling God's silent in our situation, God, why don't you speak to us in this situation? You, this is why you've got to know that God changes not. That's right, that's right. God, I can't work out. I'm just getting a blank. I'm asking you, God, what are you doing? All I'm getting is a blank. He changes not. So what do you do when, when you're facing a blank? What do you do when you're facing a situation where, where it seems like God is speaking? You do what the people of God have always done. From generation to generation, you go back to his word. You go back to his word. You go to the word of the unchanging God. Remember, D.L. Moody, the great evangelist, said the scriptures were not given to increase our knowledge, to make us more fancy. No, the scriptures were not given to increase our knowledge. They were given to change our life, to help us through. Romans chapter 15 verse 4 says this, listen. For whatever things were written before, for whatever things were written before, before your situation, before your confusion, before your worry, before your doubts, before your anxiety, before your stress, before your depression, before whatever it is that you're facing. For whatever things were written before, were written for, listen, for your learning for my learning, for our learning, that we, that you, that I, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, listen, might have hope. That we might have hope. Listen, if you're fatigued, Fearful, flat, furious, fed up, faithless, and floundering. If you're fatigued, fearful, flat, furious, fed up, faithless, and floundering, go to the Scriptures. Go to the Scriptures. Go to the Scriptures. Why? That you might have hope. What does hope do? Thomas Brooks, the great Thomas Brooks said this. Hope can see heaven through the thickest of clouds. John Bunyan, a 16th century Christian writer who wrote the much-loved book, The Pilgrim's Progress. He wrote this. Hope is never ill when faith is well. Hope is never ill when faith is where, uh, uh, well. I'm just saying today, with all the confusion out there, it's important that we get our faith infusion in here, in our heart. And how do we do that? How can we do it? what could we do? Why not start by turning off the news? Yes. Yes. Turn it off. Turn off the TV. Turn off social media. Just, just turn turn it off uh, Turn off your phone. I mean I, I've been at a place lately, where I'm like, I, I don't even know whether I'll continue with social media. It's not social, yeah. just mean. And so I'm getting to a place where it's like, I think, you know, I, I don't think I wanna do this anymore. And so the last little while I've been turning off, uh, once yeah, about 6.30, I just turn off my phone. If I'm not at a meeting or I'm at home, I, I just, I'm just turning it off. Right. Not, not just uh, like right off. And you know what's happened as I've turned it off? Nothing. Nothing. So, wow! Well, I lived. Turn off the TV, turn off the news, turn off social media, turn off your phone and turn to the scriptures. Turn to the scriptures that you might find hope. You watch the news, all you're doing is fueling your fear. Fuel hope. Fuel faith. Turn to the scriptures. That you might have hope. My desire is I hope this word has helped you today. Because we're going to have challenging days ahead. I want to sugarcoat it for you. That's the reality. But when we go to His Word, listen, it's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And here's what what the Word says. It says, if you trust in the Lord... With all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. If you acknowledge Him in all of your ways, He will make your path straight. Listen, whatever you acknowledge will direct your path. You acknowledge fear it's going to direct your path you you acknowledge everything the government's saying listen you want to know where the sole source of truth is I love you know g- God bless him but I want to tell you here's the sole source of truth for, for, for things to do with life and godliness I'm not saying we can't listen don't get me wrong don't be send me a letter okay I, I'm just saying I'm just saying this this is this is there's truth in here and if you acknowledge him in all of your ways he will make your path straight. He'll get you through this. He'll lead you through the valley. He'll get you to green pasture. He'll get you to where you need to go in the midst of this. Stop fueling your fear. Start fueling your faith. Dig into the Word of God. Acknowledge Him. In his grip and he won't let go. You're in his grip and he won't get tired. You're in his grip. He will not get weary. You may. He will not. He's got you. He's got you today. He had you yesterday. And He's got your tomorrow. Can I hear a good amen today? You're in His grip. Would you stand? With all of that, let me pronounce a blessing over you. And again, when I pronounce this, we finish by saying or talking about peace. Understand the peace that it's talking about, the shalom of God is not just a, oh, can we just have a peaceful day or can we just have, no, no, it's talking about a, a, a deep peace that affects your body, your soul, your spirit, your mind, your heart, every part of your life. His shalom over every part of your life, and what I've—I'm going to read out to you, what I'm going to pronounce over you and speak over you—is thousands of years old. And I'm going to tell you, COVID will come and go, but His word remains forever. So will you put your hands out and let me pronounce the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and on your family and on your children and on your father and on your mother, on those whom you love, on your grandchildren. On your uncles, on your aunties, on your relatives, on all those whom you love and all those who you care about. May he be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you shalom. That surpasses all understanding. That surpasses all the things that are going on in the world. Shalom. God's peace. Not dependent on circumstance. But on his power. To preserve. And to protect those whom he loves. And everybody said, Amen. Can we give a clap offering to our king one more?